Here's the update into the N train shooting that took place today on 36th Avenue on uh, the Brooklyn N train line in New York City. A gunman, apparently in a gas mask, wearing a construction vest and a hard hat, set off a smoke canister and then went on a rush hour shooting spree, firing 33 rounds in a crowded Brooklyn train. He shot at least 10 people, three women, seven men. Authorities have said the investigation is still ongoing as to what the motive of the shooter was, but he did leave a rental truck key behind, and this probably acted as some part, in a way, connected to the violence. Police have named Frank James as the person who rented the van, releasing a photo to the public while promising a reward for information that leads to the arrest, about $50,000. They stopped short of uh, naming James as the shooter or anything that directly linked him to the shooting. They're just calling him a person of interest at this time. Officials say they found a key at the crime scene, along with a Glock 17 handgun, three magazines, which are extended and capable of firing about 30 rounds each. The U-Haul uh, van, which was uh, found in Gravesend in Brooklyn, was at the near the entrance to the N-Train subway line. It had been rented in Philadelphia the day before the shooting. They said, however, they had found some concerning social media Post by James, who had made about New York City Mayor Eric Adams, adding Adams is now under a security detail and uh, his security situation has been heightened. Adams, of course, is not in public because tested positive for COVID two days ago. Meanwhile, let's take you now to a news report that took place discussing what exactly the ramifications were for this van that was found listening to a local New York TV station from their chopper as they're reporting on the police finding the van at Gravesend. Now, part of this investigation, police now have found a U-Haul van believed to be connected to the shooting suspect. Dan Rice live in Chopper 2 over that location in Gravesend, Brooklyn. Dan. And Dana, you can see quite a bit of police activity out here on Kings Highway. That van found over here between West 4th and West 3rd Streets. Air traffic control asked us to move two miles away, so what we'll do is we'll zoom in here. We'll use our digital zoom, and we're going to show you here really quick. That van you see in the center of your video, that's the U-Haul van that they suspect was connected with the shooting. You can see there's an ESU truck in front of that van. So what they have done as a, as a precaution, they have cleared the, about three or four blocks around that van area. And what they have now here is ESU bomb squad on the scene. They have to make sure everything is secure around that van, so they've asked everybody to move away from the area there. You can see that large police presence behind the ESU. You have fire department on the scene here as well, but again, that van found at about 4 o'clock this afternoon, and now crews are doing their best to secure the van before they do the rest of their investigation. Reporting live in Chopper 2, Dan Rice, CBS 2 News. Dan, thank you. Meanwhile, we now take you to a press conference with the chief of police, the uh, police commissioner, members of the FBI's uh, local office here in New York City, and of course, the uh, head of the New York 
Counterterrorism Task Force, John Miller, who's uh, probably one of the most best-trained police officers among the best-trained in the world when it comes to this kind of situation. Let's listen now to this press conference. Thank you all for your patience. Uh, we're having an audio difficulty, so what we're going to do is regroup here. Uh, we're going to cut to the police commissioner, and when we resolve the audio problem, we'll bring the mayor back. That's progress. Thank you all for attending this evening and helping us get this information out to the public. It's so important. We are truly fortunate that this was not significantly worse than it is. As we reported this afternoon, a man who was traveling on a Manhattan-bound N train opened two canisters that dispensed smoke throughout the subway car. He then shot multiple passengers as the train pulled into the 36th Street Station in Sunset Park. Ten people were injured by gunfire, and an additional 13 were either uh, injured as the, they rushed to get out of the train station or they suffered smoke inhalation. Some good news is that none of the injuries appear to be life-threatening. As detectives processed the crime scene, they recovered a 9mm semi-automatic handgun, extended magazines, and a hatchet. Also found is a liquid we believe to be gasoline and a bag containing consumer-grade fireworks and a hobby fuse. About an hour ago, detectives located a U-Haul van in Brooklyn that we believe is connected to the suspect. At this time, we still do not know the suspect's motivation. Clearly, this individual boarded the train and was intent on violence. We are conducting a highly coordinated investigation that includes NYPD detectives, the FBI-NYPD Joint Terrorism Task Force, and the ATF, who have been instrumental in tracing the firearm and ballistics. The suspect is a dark-skinned male and was wearing a neon orange vest and a gray-colored sweatshirt. We do have a person of interest in this investigation, but we need the public's assistance with additional information. We're asking anyone with information to call Crime Stoppers at 800-577-TIPS. We know this incident is of grave concern to New Yorkers. We cannot lose sight of victims in this city. We will use every resource we can to bring those to justice who continue to prey on the citizens of New York. I'll ask Chief James Essex to come in and give details of the investigation. Good evening, everybody. Today at 8.24 a.m., aboard a Manhattan-bound N-train. Ten people were shot, seven males, three females, and they were removed to area hospitals. An additional 13 people suffered injuries related to smoke inhalation, falling down, or a panic attack. The information I'm about to give you is preliminary and it's subject to change right now. As that end train was between stations 59th Street and the 36th Street stations, seated in the second car in the rear corner was a dark-skinned male. Various descriptions of his height are given. He is heavy set, wearing an orange-green nylon-type construction vest. He also had on a gray hoodie, 
a surgical mask, and a neon green construction helmet. As the train approached the 36th Street station, witnesses state the male opened up two smoke grenades, tossed them on the subway floor, brandishes a Glock 9mm handgun. He then fired that weapon at least 33 times, striking 10 people. The male then fled the scene, and detectives are actively trying to determine his whereabouts. Recovered at that scene was a Glock 17 9mm handgun, three extended Glock-type magazines. One was still in the weapon, one under a seat, and one in a backpack. We had 33 discharged shell casings, 15 bullets, five bullet fragments, two detonated smoke grenades, two non-detonated smoke grenades, a hatchet, a black garbage can, a black milk type style rolling cart, the gasoline, and a U-Haul key. The U-Haul key at the scene led us to the recovery of a U-Haul van a short while ago in Brooklyn. The male who we believe is the renter of this U-Haul in Philadelphia is a Frank R. James, male 62 years old, with addresses in Wisconsin and Philadelphia. We are endeavoring to locate him to determine his connection to the subway shooting, if any. The two crime scenes, the subway and the van, are very active and are still being processed. We are asking for anyone's help with information, cell phone video, witness information, or any if they can identify the perpetrator or the renter of this vehicle, to call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-577-TIPS. There is a $50,000 reward out right now, $25,000 from the New York City Police Foundation, $12,500 from the MTA, and 12,500 from the TWA Local 100. I just want to assure everyone that we in the NYPD have all our resources working this, along with our partners in the FBI and the ATF, to find this perpetrator. With that, I'd like to turn it over to Mike Driscoll. We're gonna, oh, we're gonna oh the mayor? Okay. The mayor uh, okay. We resolve that Mr. Mayor, we're ready for you. Thank you, uh, Commissioner and, and Chief. As we indicated, uh, today was a difficult day for New York. And days like these are playing out too often in cities across America. As mentioned this morning, we witnessed an act of violence and evil in the heart of Brooklyn where shooter attacked a subway car full of innocent people at the 36th Street station. We saw a quiet Tuesday morning turn the entrain into a war zone as a smoke bomb was detonated and multiple shots rang out. We witnessed 20 individuals have been injured so far, as it was mentioned. And thanks to the quick thinking of the MTA crew and the bravery and cooperation of passengers, lives were saved. And thanks to our first responders, the injured were quickly taken to area hospitals, and all of them expected to recover. You know, I have been realistic and outspoken 
about my commitment to protecting public safety. I stand by that and will continue to do everything in my power to dam the rivers that feed the sea of violence. But this is not only a New York City problem. This rage, this violence, these guns, these relentless shooters are an American problem. And it's going to take all levels of government to solve it. It is going to take the entire nation to speak out and push back against the cult of death that has taken hold in this nation. A cult that allows innocents to be sacrificed on a daily basis. A country with buying weapons of mass destruction is as easy as picking up a piece of plywood or a garden shovel. A country where there are more guns than people. There are over 400 million guns in this country alone. The U.S. gun homicide rate is 26 times that of other high-income countries, where over 100 people die in gun violence every day. Guns are the leading cause of death for American children and teens, like the 16-year-old baby we lost in the Bronx. From schools in Columbine, Sandy Hook, and Virginia, to music festivals in Las Vegas, to nightclubs in Orlando, to movie theaters and yoga classes across the nation. These killers have used weapons of mass destruction to massacre innocent people. They control no armies or military forces, yet these individual killers terrorize our nation. I've often said that this city is not going to adapt to dysfunction. Ending gun violence means changing gun laws. We cannot clean up a flood when the water is still pouring into the basement. And we can never stop the killing if we cannot stop the guns. To be clear, we will not surrender our city to the violent few, and we will not surrender all of America to this cult of death. The sea of violence comes from many rivers. We must dam every river that feeds the greater crisis. That is the work of my life, this administration, and this police department. I will not stop until the peace we deserve becomes the reality we experience. You have my word as a former police officer, a fellow New Yorker, and your mayor, that we will end this epidemic and that will capture the individual responsible for today's attack. We will capture him and prosecute him to the full extent of the law. Thank you, NYPD, FDNY, our first responders, and the collaboration from the federal government the state, the city agencies. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I'd like to turn it over to Assistant Special Agent in Charge of the FBI in New York office, Michael Driscoll. Thank you, Commissioner. I want to start by expressing our hopes and prayers that the victims of this event will enjoy a quick recovery. They are our primary focus right now. I also want to echo the thanks for the partnership to the NYPD, the ATF, and all the partners who are contributing to this investigation. Right now, the FBI-NYPD Joint Terrorism Task Force is fully engaged with this investigation, providing assistance through manpower, technical assistance, and basically everything we can throw at it. We expect the process to be a long one as we gather all possible information to track down all possible leads. And I would encourage you, as it was mentioned earlier, to please reach out to the NYPD tip line at one 800 577 tips. And I would also add, as frequently the case in many of our current investigations, uh, everyone's got a cell phone in their pocket. 
There's a lot of video out there. If you have digital information that you'd like to share with, with us in connection with this investigation, please visit fbi.gov slash Brooklyn shooting where you can upload that information. So we are seeking the public's help. You heard mentioned before of a name of possible interest. Videos would be particularly helpful or any other additional witnesses who have yet to come forward that can provide information uh, that might help this investigation. So thank you for your participation and I thank everyone for their partnership in the course of the investigation. Thank you. We'll take a couple of questions. Your We are not sure where he went at this point. At a subject to investigation, we have a number of resources that are combing on foot and doing video canvases as well to determine where he went. Post, I'm sorry. Commissioner, uh, you posted videos online talking about being a victim to the mayor's mental health program. Can you talk to us about this? Do you know so based on some preliminary information, there were some postings possibly connected to our person of interest where he mentions homelessness, he mentions New York, and he does mention Mayor Adams. And as a result of that, in an abundance of caution, we're going to tighten the mayor's security detail. We have no one in custody at this time. No. We are looking for Frank James. We know he rented this U-Haul van. The key of that U-Haul van was found at the crime scene in the subway. And Mr. James made those social media posts? We're pouring through that, but yes, correct. And you believe he was the one in the train? Is that correct? We, we are looking to determine if he has any connection to the train. We know Mr. James rented that U-Haul truck in Philadelphia. So we're not calling them threats. He made some concerning posts or someone made some concerning posts. We cannot attribute it to that individual yet. That's not an investigation. But again, in an abundance of caution, we're going to tighten the mayor's security detail. That's all. Rocco, Daily News. Does he have any connection at all? That is subject to investigation. We don't have that information yet. Does he have a criminal record? <laughs> Mr. James is just a person of interest we know right now who rented that U-Haul van in Philadelphia. The keys to that U-Haul van were found in the subway in our shooter's possessions. We don't know right now if Mr. James has any connection to the subway. That's still under investigation. Uh, Chief Essek, do you have any the crime scene is still being processed now. The van is being processed, and the subway crime scene is being processed. But we, it's too early right now to tell. City, Katie? Um, can you explain where this U-Haul was located? Was it nearby? And also, um, I mean, you said um, you're investigating these videos, but can you confirm that it was him in the video or people that he knows? I mean, we're just trying to make a the, the video, the YouTube videos and the videos on there there's a man who posted in there, Frank James. We're still working to see if that's our person who rented the video. And where was you all located? Uh, Kings Highway in Brooklyn. Kings Highway in what intersection? 30, West 4th and Kings Highway. Is there anything more you can tell us about the content of the posts? 
There were general uh, topics of concern, and I, I don't want to go into too many details about the mayor's security detail. We're just doing it uh, just to be on the safe side. Complaints about homelessness, complaints about New York, nothing in general. I'm sorry, just general comments that cause us some concern that are subject to investigation at this point. Why were there no working surveillance cameras in the station? Why did police radios not work in the station? And how much did those factors hamper this investigation? Yeah, we know that there were three stations that the video wasn't working. We're still investigating that to see why or how those, uh, whether it was a mechanical problem, electrical issue, why those videos weren't up. The there was no issues with police radios. Reports that uh, one of the first officers on scene said his radio was working, and he told one of the teenagers there to call nine one one. Yeah, so patrol officers, so officers who work topside, if you will, in patrol precincts, when they go down the station, they have to switch frequencies. It's a UHF versus VHF. So if they didn't switch the radio over to the U to the VHF frequency, they would not be able to transmit down in the subway station. So it's user error. It wasn't a problem with the actual radio. Bloomberg News. How many officers are assigned to the 36th Street station, and, and were there any officers in, in, in the station at all? So we, we don't typically assign officers to subway stations. Officers patrol on a rotating basis. They ride trains. They come out. They patrol the stations. Patrol officers from the precincts stop, go down, they do station inspections. We've been doing that since January, so that, that station was patrolled several times today. There were no officers present in the station uh, at the time of the shooting, but it had been patrolled several times on this calendar date prior to the shooting in the early morning hours. Next question. What do we know about Mr. James and his local ties to New York City? Tim? We know Mr. James, Mr. James has addresses in Wisconsin and Philadelphia, as far as New York, is still under investigation, but he's just a person of interest right now in this case. We know the shooter was, was entered the station on Kings Highway. So we're asking for anybody who knows from Kings Highway to 35th Street is eight stops. Anybody who sees him with any information, please call. Crime Stoppers. We literally have hundreds of detectives out in the field right now pouring through video at train stations, the egresses, uh, the recovery sites of the vehicle. So we hope to have clearer pictures of who we believe is the shooter. Two more questions. CNN? About the weapon that was recovered, has that been traced back to Mr. James at all? Is there any likelihood that, or how confident are investigators that he is the same person that pulled the trigger today? Well, that's, as far as pulling the trigger, that's still under investigation as far as the firearm is concerned. We know it's not part of a multi-sale. We know it's not stolen. We're working with our partners in the ATF to track back to the point of sale and then move forward on that gun. Last question. Your physical description of James, does it match the description that's already been put out today? Uh, uh, again, as I said, we, there was two smoke grenades thrown. We have various descriptions of height. I gave the description out of the man with the vest. We're looking through all, all possible leads on our person of interest. Right. Uh, 
I think if you look at our social media, you'll see two photos of the person of interest. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. Thank you, And that was the latest, as we know it here in New York City. You know what we know, wherever you are in the world listening to Mike of New York. I'm Mike Cohen, and that's the update on the untrained shooter. Let's hope that our men in blue can do the job to round up the shooter that they believe is loose in the city. Thank you.